0: Hello and welcome to the Slidebean Startups 101 podcast, a podcast about what it's like to start a business. My name is Kaya. I am the CEO at Slidebean and your host for today. How does your company fail after raising $50 million? This was a real comment question on one of our startup forensics videos. For someone outside the whole startup ecosystem, the amounts of money these companies raise just seem obscene. Uber has raised 20 billion dollars in funding and it's yet to turn a profit. WeWork raised 22 billion dollars and it's currently on life support. Which is funny because our New York office is in a WeWork, which makes this very weird. Even smaller companies deal with rounds in the millions of dollars and valuations in the hundreds of millions. So why do investors pour so much money into these tech startups? Today, I'm gonna tell you why. Why do tech startups raise money? Most tech companies raise money to accelerate their expansion. Let's look at some examples. There's an open market opportunity and the company can be the first one to make it. That's the story of Vivino, uh, the first e-commerce platform dedicated to wine, which is a pretty huge market. Or the company has a new technology that can replace an existing product or service in a very large and established market. That's Uber and taxes, or Facebook replacing MySpace and social media. Or the reason could be that the company can generate a lot of profits in the future, but the model only works at scale. That's the story of Amazon. Neither of these businesses could be what it is today if they hadn't raised the money they did. Who would have paid for Facebook's servers before they ran ads? Or who would have paid for Uber's subsidized rides? Traditional businesses that can't scale this fast are usually not venture-funded, because their growth is not that capital-intensive. Runway. Companies typically raise money to expand rapidly. Rapid expansion is capital-intensive and will make the company spend more than they make. That's called burn rate. A good round of funding should be a number that lasts the company between 18 and 24 months. After that time, they either raise another round of funding to continue fueling that fast growth, b they became self-sufficient or profitable, which likely translates into slower growth, or c they go out of business and then they make it to our Startup Forensics series. During those 18 to 24 months, as I said, the company will deploy its budget aggressively, certainly spending more than they make with the promise of maintaining or accelerating this growth rate, and then increasing the chances of raising more money. Now, this is a common misconception, but raising money is not really the goal. But as we saw before, companies like Uber or Amazon can only be profitable, well, if they own the whole world. As a general rule, You could take a round of funding and divide it by 24 to calculate how much money the company is planning on burning every month. For example, a 10 million dollar round divided by 24, that translates to a burn rate of around $400,000 per month. The real cost of things. 3 million dollars is more money than the majority of the world population will earn in their lifetimes. But it seems like pennies to a tech company. Why? Well, that's because it kind of is pennies for a tech company. We know many of these tech companies are based in the Bay Area or New York, So Let's talk about salaries. A full-stack engineer in either of those cities is likely expecting to make north of $100,000 a year, probably closer to $150,000 a year. Now, In early-stage companies, they might take a below-market salary in exchange for some stock options, go check our video on stock options, but the 10th or the 20th employee in the company will want some benefits because everybody else is offering benefits. So those benefits could range from subsidized Uber rides, transportation, to subsidized food, computer upgrades, medical insurance, paid vacation, and all of that adds up. You also have to count the extra seat in your office, which is at least 800 bucks a month in most co-working locations. So you're probably looking at an overhead cost of 25% plus, on top of every employee's offered salary. So let's round that to $200,000 a year, the actual company cost for a full-stack engineer. Five engineers in these cities translate easily into $1 million a year in burn rate. If you're building a tech product, you need quite a few of those. So there's a very delicate balance of how many people you need to build a product as fast as possible. Doubling your staff never translates into 2x productivity. And then companies have other expenses, of course, your accountants, your lawyers, your servers. To give you an idea, a company like us, Slypeat, spends around $20,000 a month in web services alone. That is server costs, Amazon Web Services, SaaS fees for many of the platforms that we use in our day-to-day operations. The first time that the company spent more than one million dollars in a year, it completely blew my mind on how I had one million dollars in my hands and then let it go. I made a video about it. The cash dip. Let's take the Facebook example again. And even before that, let's look at Instagram. So, Instagram raised three rounds of funding, a seed $500,000 round in October 2010, a Series A round $7 million in February 2011, and finally a $50 million Series B round in April 2012. At that point, The company valuation was around $500 million. And the valuation determines how much stock in the company investors get. Now, In April 2012, that's when Facebook acquired Instagram outright for $1 billion in a combination of cash and Facebook stock. And at the time, Instagram had 27 million registered users and 13 employees. This means that the investors that had wired the money only weeks prior Made a 2x return. So the last investors just doubled their money in a matter of weeks. Previous investors probably made over 100 times their original investment. So this transaction, this conversion is what every single angel investor and venture capital is looking for. It's a high risk, high reward business. Now, if you've watched the social network, you probably remember how much Mark Zuckerberg stalled monetizing the site. The script is based on true events and indeed, ads aren't cool. So, Facebook rolled out ads in 2007. The date the press release came out on Facebook ads, the company had already raised around $300 million and it hadn't made a single dime in revenue. So how does this business get $300 million from investors if they make no money? The company then had around 450 employees. Simple math tells us that this operation would cost at least $100 million a year. The website was visited by over 40 million people per month and people were spending upwards of 4 hours per day on the platform. But the point here is that while the business was making no money then, there was a clear path to making money, which was enabling ads for this massive amount of traffic that the site had. So, this is of course a long-term bet, but it's paid off. Facebook made 70 billion dollars in revenue last year, They translate into 6.9 billion dollars in profit that's after paying every single expense server employee. So again, Facebook would not be the company that it is today if it hadn't expanded that fast, that aggressively, if it hadn't been funded. Also, Trump probably wouldn't be president, but that's none of my business. Failed Bets Sometimes, that bet doesn't work out. A common story in the startup ecosystem is that the company can't expand fast enough To bring in the new round of investors and then it doesn't have the ability or sometimes the willingness to cut down costs and become profitable. At least not before they run out of money. One of our competitor products, a company called Bunker, ran out of business because they bet on getting millions of free users into the platform rather than focus on monetizing them. They couldn't get to the number of customers they needed to get investors to believe in the company and fund the next stage. But their approach, I think, was very valid. I'm sure that soon before they ran our business, they tried to monetize the platform, but it was probably too late. So, this story has really stuck with me because it's very close to our own experience at Slidebean. We considered many times the millions of users route, and then the guys from 500 Startups and Accelerator that we were part of, pointed us in the other direction, kind of forced us into monetizing our users, and it quite literally saved us from that fate. So, I connected with the founders briefly after their announcement, and I have nothing but respect for them. They're like-minded people who sought to solve the same problem we're trying to solve with Slidebe. It was just a simple bifurcation in the path and they just chose the other route, but we could have had done that too. Now, our new series, Starter Forensics, explores these failed company stories, trying to understand what went wrong and hopefully letting you learn from their mistakes, as we learn when we study them. So, in summary, companies raise money to expand fast. These are businesses that are capital-intensive, but if their variables align, they could change the world and therefore make a shit ton of money. Both of those things really motivate entrepreneurs. And that's why we're here. And that's what we do what we do. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we did. Remember to turn on your notifications for our podcast. You can also follow us on slidebean.com podcasts. See you next week.